Hey, everybody, this is Casey Campbell with Buffalo Wobs and the Price Sell Hustle, and you are listening to the Show Me Music Podcast. podcast live from the barn studios in southeast missouri we are joined by casey campbell of buffalo wobs and the price hill hustle casey how are you hey chad i'm doing well how are you doing man doing good where you where you at right now i am in uh, my basement in my home just north of cincinnati ohio cincinnati boy and it seems like there's something in the water over there <laughs> that's what i've been here man it's uh it's pretty rad seeing all of all of the the art coming from this uh, region over the last decade or so. I'm just, I feel fortunate to be part of it, truly. I was born and raised in Alabama, and but I've been in Cincinnati for about 20 years now. And so it's something special to be part of a community like this. Yeah, and I've actually uh, saw on YouTube where you've been able to sing the national anthem at a Reds game. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, I've performed. I've uh, done several different Reds games over about the course of the last uh, seven or eight years done uh, Reds games. I've uh, sung at the Cincinnati Cyclones, our uh, local hockey team uh, in the East Coast Hockey League, uh, and have had the chance to do um, the tennis tournament here as well, the Western Southern Tennis Open. So uh, yeah, but got kind of into the sports uh, side of it, which I'm a fan of all fan of all of it anyway, but uh, it's pretty cool to perform on the field for sure. You've been a performer and a musician and traveling musician for a number of years now, it seems. Do you Is something like that a little unnerving for you? Does it rattle you? Is there a certain performance or a show that makes you a little bit more nervous than some of the rest? Well, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the size, the size of the audience and the scope of, of doing some of those things is, is pretty nerve wracking. Uh, I, I do remember the first time I did one of the Reds games and it was, it was actually one of one of the better years over the last decade or so, and it was the last Sunday of the regular season, 
And so it was a sold out crowd. And I want to say, I want to say Great American holds like 47,000, 48,000 people, something like that. And so that was that, that first time was especially kind of daunting. Um, I've, uh, I, I also got to sing at a NASCAR race, uh, actually down in Kentucky, uh, several years ago. And that's probably the largest single audience I've ever personally sung in front of. I want to say that they were saying something like 80 plus thousand people there at the race. Wow. And, you know, yeah, I mean, just just knowing the scope of what you're doing. I mean, it, it definitely kind of gets to you a little bit, but I guess ultimately they're all the same. I mean, I get jitters before just about every show. Just it, it's just kind of the nature of the beast for me. So but being on the field down there, at great American, that's that's kind of a really unique perspective and and sort of sets you in your place a little bit. But uh, it's pretty exhilarating, to be honest with you. So it's kind of interesting because several months ago we interviewed Arlo McKinley, one of my favorite artists, mm-hmm. and he's from Cincinnati as well. And he actually got to sing the national anthem, I think, at some point, too. Did an awesome job, by the way. Both you guys did both Cincinnati boys and you know we're from the St. Louis area so we're Cardinals fans obviously so we won't we won't hold that too much against you (laughs) fair enough reason I bring it up is you're actually coming to St. Louis and you have a couple Missouri shows coming up here in a few days we do yeah we're really privileged to go uh, hit the road for several dates with John R. Miller and his band Uh, he's one of my personal favorites uh, right now as far as songwriters and performers I think he's just I think he's writing a song about as good as anybody in the country right now. And so uh, we're really, really excited to be hitting, hitting Missouri and uh, over to Kansas. And so we're getting a little bit of, a little bit of uh, y'all's y'all's area under our belt. Uh, it's been a while since we've been in the St. Louis area and uh, especially teaming up with John R is pretty special. Yeah, I think we'll, I think we do well together. It's kind of two different shows, but very similar in nature and it should be some really fun nights of music. And I've been a fan of, of Buffalo Wobs for, you know, several years now, but I've never had the chance to see you guys. You know, what is, if somebody hasn't seen you, what, what can we expect? You can expect us to bring just about as much energy as the audience will allow us to. I think one thing that we really uh, pride ourselves on as a four piece band is uh, the level of energy and connectivity we really strive for every show. I- I'm sort of the spokesman for the band, even on stage. I do most of the talking. And uh, really just kind of try to curate an experience with the music. You know, I mean, all music in some form is storytelling, some true, some not, of course. But, you know, uh, storytelling, I think, is best when it's almost an interactive experience. And to get people to engage and kind of let them know our story a little bit as the night goes on really helps us in providing a, a very entertaining and kind of rounded show. And one thing that I love and I think people will really enjoy uh, They Sing To Live is we switch around instruments a good bit between four of us. There's a multitude of arranger, you know, arrangements that we can pull off with just four of us. And I think that that is a really cool thing. I've always enjoyed that out of bands when I go somewhere live and you see people kind of flipping around and, and changing up the sound within just a, a set number of people. And so uh, St. Louis can definitely expect some of that. And uh, we're going to bring our A game uh, as we try to every single night. You know, researching this and knowing what I do about you guys, you know, I kind of wrote down here as Casey Campbell, singer, songwriter, drummer, actor, multi-instrumentalist. I mean, (laughs) you got too many titles, I think, or maybe not. (laughs) 
What else could we add to that? Uh, do you produce? Do you engineer? Yeah, I actually do produce. I helped produce uh, an album for uh, some really good buddies of mine out of Kentucky called The Wine Tree. Uh, some great kind of soft, introspective acoustic music. So I have done a little bit of producing. Engineering, not so much, to be honest with you. I, I fiddle around with it on my own, but uh, I leave that stuff to the professionals. But <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, went to, uh, I went to school originally for acting, but music has always been sort of a thing. Um, I started playing... Uh, saxophone when i was a kid and actually played jazz all through college uh, on scholarship so i did like big band and combo music for a long time before i got into kind of folk and you know american roots music um and then taught myself drums for this band so i added that to the repertoire yeah and i've been doing it for almost 10 years yeah yeah that that resume is getting kind of lengthy i guess i man i'm trying you know it's i've always like i've some people do it for fame and fortune. I do it to try to just work in the profession that I love and you know, know to do. It's the thing, you know, when I wake up and have to think about something to help put money in my pocket and pay the bills, it's what I do. And so I feel very fortunate to do that. And uh, I remember a friend of mine many years ago, you know, he always said, if you can just stick around the business, even if, even if you have to put on a different hat, you know, that especially in the acting world, a lot of people kind of get, you know, tagged as just i do this one thing uh, mm-hmm. but i've never i've never been one of those guys I, I don't mind stepping out of my own comfort zone to stay with in the business that i want to be a part of and and performing has been the same way you know, i still do some acting and uh i'll perform i have a solo band that i carry around sometimes and do um you know various other material that i write i've been fortunate enough to take that project to europe and to the west coast and so you know, performing the same ways. If I can stay active, that is, that's the goal. And uh, if you're always active, then you can stay out of trouble at least, you know, so. Join here with Casey Campbell of Buffalo Wives and the Price Hill Hustle. Going to be at Off-Broadway in St. Louis, Missouri, January 20th. Doors are at seven, shows at eight. Show Me Music Podcast is going to be there. You know, we talk about the acting, and I think a lot of people know that you're in a, a lot of Tyler Childers videos the Tyler videos are probably some of the biggest stuff I've done to date. I've done some smaller things around uh, here and uh, used to do a lot of stage acting, um, but it's been many years since I've done theater in, in that way. So uh, doing the film and, and doing the videos for Tyler is, has been a real treat. And how did that come about? Tyler uh, is a part of Wizbang booking and management, which is our management group as well. And so uh, first got to know him. Oh God, eight years ago or so. When he was just coming up and uh, Wobbs, our, our front man of Buffalo Wobbs, that's Matt Wobnitz. He started a festival here in Cincinnati called the Whispering Beard Folk Festival. Started it back in 2008. And I'm one of the directors and the MC for that festival. And uh, so we had Tyler uh, back about three years in a row, I think, in like 14, 15, 16, right as he was gaining a little steam. So we became friends. And then in 2019, right as he had, uh, signed his first contract, uh, like his his first big contract, and was getting ready to do those videos, unbeknownst to me at the time. But we had a float in the uh, opening day parade, uh, the Major League Baseball opening day parade here in Cincinnati, which is a huge deal. Oh, cool. Uh, has been for a, a long time. And um, I mean, I can't, they get I, hundreds of thousands of people come out and line the streets for that. And so uh, the festival had a float in, in the parade that year. And Tyler was performing a two night stand here in town. And um, I talked him and the food stamps 
into being on the float with us. And so I did my, I did my whole, you know, MC spiel in a white, in a white tuxedo with red sequins and my top hat and, you know, marching down the street and just uh, kind of playing, you know, like carnival barker for that. And I think it kind of, I think maybe it just put a, put a little idea in his head that, you know, I could be a, I could be a pretty good character. And then several weeks after that, uh, I got a call from management that said, Hey man, uh, we got something we want to talk to you about. And the fact that the fact that I've been a recurring character now and however many videos it's been is, is pretty unreal. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, like I said, it's a real treat. It's some of the most fun I've ever had. And his career is just like skyrocketed, right? I mean, he's one of the biggest artists on the planet right now. It seems like, Oh buddy, he, I mean, he went, he went to the moon for sure. I mean, it's, you know, for good reason. I mean, he's, he, he's been able to connect with people through his songs. Like very few people are these days and, uh, is a super genuine dude. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a real honor to, to help kind of put some narrative behind some of those, uh, songs and some of these, you know, kind of crazy videos we've been doing. Does that make you optimistic about you know, maybe the future of music where sometimes we go through spouts where it doesn't feel all that optimistic, especially if, if you listen to the radio, which I don't. But uh, <laughs> does, does that make you optimistic on kind of where we're headed? I would say so. You know, it's something getting involved in this community. I mean, made the nationwide community of, of sort of independent, small operation kind of singer, songwriters, bands, performers getting involved in this community has really opened my eyes to the caliber of music that's out there. And I think it's something that, you know, a lot of people have always known, especially pre-internet days, you know, it was a little harder to kind of try to dig into some stuff. You had to, you had to hope to catch somebody live or to catch a mixtape if it was getting passed around or something like that to find new artists. Right. Uh, I think that, I think that's one thing that internet and like shows like, you know, shows like yours podcasts that are, you know, promoting local and regional material when it's coming through. I think those kind of resources are a huge boon for, for people that are doing what they doing their honest representation of their music and their emotions and the songs that they write and getting them out there. I feel, I do feel optimistic. I feel like you have a better chance of connecting these days with people who are going to get it. You know, stardom is one thing, you know, and Tyler's like people like Tyler, that's an anomaly still uh, for sure. Just because of the, the amount of, you know, exposure that you get, but it is kind of reassuring to know that you don't, you don't have to have hundreds of millions of people to be, to be successful. You know what I mean? Like success, I guess success is always very relative, but I mean, I can, I can make a good, honest living playing to crowds like we're going to see in St. Louis and doing that as much as we can across the country. And you always hope for, you know, you always hope for something bigger to help you get in front of more people, but there's also a lot more opportunity now. I mean, you see shows like Yellowstone and you see shows that are putting in, you know, these unknown artists that suddenly give you a big pop of exposure and help you just get your music out to that many more people. And so it is very optimistic, I think. And I think that there's music for every taste for everybody out there. I mean, if you can't find somebody outside of the top 40 radio, then you're just not, frankly, you're just not looking hard enough because it's all, it's all out there to, you know, waiting to be found. Can I tell you my story of how I got into you guys a a few years ago? Oh yeah, please. So it was by accident. So I am a big fan of Willie T Taylor. Oh yeah. And so I just hop on Spotify and I want to look, you know, one of my favorite songs is the very best. So I just type in the very best and you guys pop up. I'm like, 
well, what is this? And I listened to it and I fell in love with it. Then I listened oh, and, and you know, that's kind of, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Right. So then I listened to another song and listened to another song, but it was, it was sort of by chance. It was sort of by accident where I was able to find you guys. That does. I mean, it's happened to me for years listening to, you know, uh, internet radio, you know, back when Pandora was kind of the one to listen to, you know, they just, they put you on shuffle and I would listen to 50 artists I'd never heard. Uh-huh. And there are many artists I found just like you were, you know, just like you found us. I've, I found so many people that I've enjoyed listening to and have gotten to even meet them. And, you know, guys like Willie T, I remember back about nine years ago when we first got to know Willie T, uh, actually through the festival, I mentioned earlier, the Whispering Beard, we got turned on to his music just through the internet, listening to songs and we're huge baseball fans. And so listening to, you know, his baseball tunes and uh, then getting to meet him and, and just kind of developing that friendship and stuff. It all happened in the exact same way that you were talking about finding us. So I appreciate you taking a chance on us. You know, you never know, you know, a strange name pops up on a playlist and sometimes you're like, who is this? And you click on it and that can change your life musically. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you found us. Yeah, I am too. And we can't wait to see you January 20th at Off Broadway in St. Louis with John R. Miller. What a great show. I mean, come on, you're going to get your money's worth if you go after this <laughs> one. Uh, you mentioned the baseball thing with Willie T and, and I'll let you go here. I know your time's pretty limited, but uh, it's funny you mentioned that because we have a podcast network. We have several different podcasts under the barn umbrella. And one of them is our sports podcast. And we actually named it Knuckleball Prime Time. Unreal. After Willie's song. So, and I've tried to get him on here, you know, as an interview. So if you got a connection, Hey, I, I definitely appreciate that. But yeah, I bet, I bet we can make that happen. I, I, I think, I think old Will would be uh, more than happy to talk with you. Great. Especially, especially talking baseball. Now you, you, you may have a hard time getting him to shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> well, he, he, he'll talk, he'll talk music and baseball all day. So yeah, let's make that happen. Oh man. I appreciate that. We'll be seeing you next Friday, January 20th at off Broadway in St. Louis with John R. Miller, Buffalo Wobs and the Price Hill Hustle. Casey, we appreciate your time today. Hey, Chad, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on truly. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds good, brother. Ponder